Hey everyone, welcome back to the H&H Hour. My name is Heather Taves and I'm sitting here with my sister and my co-host Heidi Bolt. Hi friends, we're glad you joined us. The H&H Hour, we have a point. The point is that ordinary is extraordinary. And I think most days, Heather, my life feels very, very, very ordinary. Yes. And I think probably most listeners can relate. Yes. I know this morning I was up with, um, or last night I was up with a child that was having some difficulties. And so getting up early this morning and getting going with school and all the things that happen um, in regards to that. And then just life, you know, getting text messages right and left from people who needed things. And it can feel a little overwhelming sometimes. It can. It can. And I, I think that there are that's part of why it's really important that you know yourself Yeah. to know when you're starting to get to that breaking point, mm-hmm. when you're needing rest, when you're needing a moment, um, or when you have more capacity. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so true. Well, you guys just had a fun little time in your life and your family. You went on vacation. We did go on vacation. Yeah. You know, Heather, this today's conversation is not going to be about expectations, but it could have been because... You know when you kind of just have an expectation of how something's going to go and it does not go the way you expect, how disheartening that can be? Yes. Yeah. So just in super brief, so we had scheduled a family vacation around a grandparent's 90th birthday. So we stopped in one city to celebrate and then ventured on it down to a different city to vacation. And um, we had an Airbnb that smelled really really bad. Oh. Yeah. And we tried to switch units or switch houses yeah. and there was no availability. Yeah. You know, it was either like we go rent a hotel and lose our money. Right. Like, so basically paid double, which I was not, we were not going to do that. Right. But it smelled really bad. Not Gross. just like, oh, it's a little stinky. Like I was laying in bed at night dreaming that I worked in a factory of which it smelled like. Oh. So... And then I had the funniest dream. We have these like sweet, awesome friends from church, Rob and Margie, and they don't know I'm going to tell this story, but I'm going to tell this story. <laughs> and they are some of the cleanest people we know. Yeah. And they're awesome. We like Rob and Kip and I talk like cleaning tips and tricks together, which is sounds really weird, but it's enjoyable. You guys are all kind of <laughs> clean freaks. We are a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. And so I'm having this dream that I'm working in this factory that smells like body odor and then in the next scene, the doorbell rings and I open the door and it's Robin Margie and they're dressed from head to toe in hazmat suits <laughs> with like, um, they, but then they also had like the doctor mask over their, their mouth. Cause and they then, couldn't breathe in the awful yeah, smell. Yeah. And Rob had this teeny, teeny, tiny little toothbrush and he said, don't worry, this will do the job. <laughs> and I said, but it's so small. And he said, it's okay. It's got a steam option. And I was texting them about this today, and he was, like, laughing. And he's like, I think that's actually a brilliant idea, a toothbrush with a steam option to reach all those hard-to-reach places. That is a good idea. So I told him to invent it. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that a fun and idea? And now you've just given yeah. lots of people his that idea. Yeah. So it's probably already out there. Probably. But nonetheless, it was just, like, that's a silly story of um, I didn't expect to be in a house that kind of was pretty dirty and smelled really bad Mm. and it made it really difficult to relax Mm -hmm. but Heather what it taught me is like sometimes I feel bad about how like I feel guilty about the the way I leave our home Mm -hmm. like the fact that we have a very high expectancy of cleanliness in Mm -hmm. my home yeah but I really want people to 
never have to feel like, ooh, that felt dirty yeah. being in their house. Yeah. Um, and being on vacation, I was like, that's why. Because I, I don't ever want people to feel gross when they're in my space. Like they can't rest. Like they can't relax. rest. Because we could not relax. Oh. It was just not a fun experience. I'm sorry. It's okay. We made it. The pool was nice. Yeah. The pool was nice. We made we made the best out of it that we possibly could. Mm. That's hard because when you go on vacation, half of the fun is where you're staying. For sure. Yeah. And wanting to like relax in the in the house at night and you yeah. know. I was like, kids don't sit on the floor. It, it's okay. It's yeah. it it stretched me. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, and I love that you came home not completely like bummed out and grouchy about it. I mean, you you were like, Yeah, it was difficult. There were some hard things, but we made the best of it and and your kids were We tried our best, yeah. Yeah. Your kids were happy too. They so. were. We got to be on the beach, so that was great. The house. Yeah. How was your week? It was good. The last couple of weeks have been interesting. Um, without going into a lot of detail, because the story involves one of my children, my daughter actually, and it's really her story mm-hmm. at, to, I think, work through and uncover and w- everything that God wants to show her through mm-hmm. this. But I just want to give a brief synopsis of it so that it can lead me into this next thing that I feel like we're supposed to share with our listeners. So a little bit over a week ago, she was at home. We were all at home and she was eating lunch and she was eating those fried mozzarella cheese sticks. Okay. Okay. Which I guess, you know, fried food (laughs) is probably, you know, it's probably why this happened. Hey, everything in moderation. (laughs) Anyway, she had begged me for them Mm. at the store the day before. And I don't know if I've ever bought them, but I was like, okay, we can buy them. So she was eating one of those. And my husband happened to be home from work. He's never home on a Thursday afternoon, but he had randomly, but not randomly decided to be home. And one of those pieces of mozzarella stick came out of the fried casing and went down her throat. Wow. And that's a pretty big hunk of cheese. Yeah. So, and she started choking and she could not breathe. And I was actually thinking about this last night. I don't know how long it was before I realized she was choking because often choking victims are silent. You cannot hear them. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, her brother was sitting next to her and he realized it pretty quickly and started like beating on her back and and I started saying are you okay get it up get it up you know like kids choke and they can like gag it up right Right. and that's happened Mm -hmm. to my kids before well it quickly turned into she had no air Mm -hmm. at all coming out and she couldn't get it up and she was starting to panic and I was starting to panic a little bit and I yelled for Chris to come over and he started pounding on her back like you would a baby when a baby's choking and in that I don't know how long it was, but it was long enough that she was visibly without oxygen. Hmm. And uh, Chris ended up giving her the Heimlich Hmm. several times, and eventually it came out, Hmm. and she could breathe again. Wow. Um, But in that moment, it was interesting because, well, I had started to look around the room for my phone to call 911 because we weren't seeming to make any progress with Heimlich. Mm and our son Bennett had started running laps around our living room and kitchen area, which is all open. And he was shouting, Jesus, help her. Hmm. Jesus, help her. Over and over and over again. Hmm. Um, and so all of that to say in, in that moment, there was such a, an overwhelming sense of spiritual activity. Hmm. And for some people, this might sound a little foreign, 
But if you're a follower of Jesus and you're a believer, we're in a war. That's right. Paul tells us this in Ephesians. He says, put on the armor of God. And he doesn't say put on the armor so that you can go out on a playground. Mm -hmm. He says, put on the armor because we're in a battle. Yeah. You know, when Jesus died on the cross, he secured our victory. Mm -hmm. But our final victory has not yet been realized. That does not happen until Jesus comes back, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of time when he comes the second time. And so right now we're in this in-between stage where we are warriors. We're the foot soldiers on the ground, on earth. The, Satan is the ruler of the earth. And there's this war raging between heaven and the devil. Yeah. And we know that the devil has a lot less of an army than, than heaven does. Because when the devil fell from heaven, only a third of the angels fell with him. And so like he's outnumbered. That's right. And that there's victory and there's, we can rest in that, but we are in a battle. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, there was an overwhelming sense of a demonic attack hmm. on my family, on Jules especially. And those are the details that I'm not going to get into for the sake of Jules's privacy. Um, there was also an overwhelming sense of God's hand on us mm -hmm. and his protection. It was this terrifying yet beautiful moment at the same time. I think you were feeling the tension. We were feeling the war. Mm -hmm. Like there, there was war happening yeah. um, for the life of our daughter in that moment. Um, and then since then, so right away, we started to thank Jesus mm -hmm. just over and over and over again for his protection on her. Mm -hmm. We explained to Jules, you know, that we felt like what the devil means for evil, God will use for good. And, you know, just teaching her and reminding her that God is for her right. and that he is with her. But it has caused quite a bit of fear in her. Sure. And we've had to press in to our parenting, mm. to our spiritual parenting of Juliet. Mm -hmm. Because this is not something that's just, oh, you'll be okay. You'll get over it and yeah. move on. Yeah. Satan, his plan is to grip her with the spirit of fear mm -hmm. so that she's afraid to eat, so that she's, um, you know, fearful of, fearful of any other attacks mm -hmm. on her life. Because that's really what we believe that it was. Mm -hmm. Um and so it's been an ongoing process of teaching her the power of God's word and the power that she has inside of her because of the Holy Spirit to overcome this demonic oppression. Yeah. And then this morning I was reading in Deuteronomy and it's Deuteronomy starts off with sort of a synopsis of the Israelites journey in history. So it's Moses writing it and he's kind of going all the way back through the history and telling it over again. And I want to read in chapter 1, verse 39. Actually, 37. I'm going to start in 37. The Lord was also angry with me because of you. This is Moses talking. He said to me, Moses, not even you will enter the promised land. Instead, your assistant Joshua, son of Nun, will lead the people into the land. Encourage him, for he will lead Israel as they take possession of it. I will give the land to your little ones, your innocent children. You were afraid they would be captured, but they will be the ones who occupy it. As for you, turn around now and go back through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. So Israel was terrified. One of the things they were terrified about was that their children were going to be captured by their enemies. Mm -hmm. 
And it we see that in previous chapters. Right. And the Lord is saying right here, you were afraid they would be captured, but your children are actually the one they're going to get to go into the promised land. Mm -hmm. You don't get to. Yeah. You don't get to see that promise fulfilled. Your children do. Mm -hmm. But because of your fear over your children, about your children, you don't get to. Wow. And I've been thinking about that a lot this past couple weeks about do we allow ourselves to help our children see that they are supposed to be dangerous for the Lord? Hmm. Or do we keep them so much in a bubble, so protected from any awareness or responsibility that they have as followers of Jesus Yeah. Um, that we limit what God is able to do through them, but even through us. Wow. And I just think that, you know, every night Chris prays over our kids that they would become dangerous for the kingdom of God. Hmm. That Satan, when he sees our kids, would turn and run the other way because he is terrified of what they will do to his kingdom. Yeah. And this has this opportunity with Jules, the situation we've gone through, has made me step back and say, am I really willing for my kids to be dangerous for the Lord? Because mm -hmm. it's a lot easier and it feels a lot better to keep them in a safe little bubble yeah. and protected. And, you know, I could have just looked at that incident as a choking incident, as coincidence, as something that happened. Mm -hmm. But I really believe that it was a spiritual attack against yeah. Juliet. And it, it gave me the opportunity to teach her through it. Yeah. And one night when we were lying in bed and she was really struggling and she didn't want to go to sleep because she was afraid that she might choke in her sleep, mm. we started talking about mind battles. Mm. And she was replaying the incident over and over in her mind. And I said, Jules, only you can stop those mind battles. Mm -hmm. Only you can choose to stop thinking about that over and over. So let's take that out of our mind. Let's ask Jesus to help you and let's fill it with his truth. Yeah. And she said, that's really hard to do. And I said, yeah, it is really hard to do. And then after a few minutes, she said, I said, you're fighting the devil right now. And after a few minutes, she said, it really stinks. Oh, honey. And I said, yeah, it does really stink. Mm -hmm. I said, but you're nine and you're learning this when a lot of adults have, need, have never learned it. Yeah. Never learned that our battle isn't against flesh and blood, mm -hmm. but it's against the powers of darkness. And if you love Jesus and you're giving your life for Jesus, they are, they're going to come after you. Yeah. But we don't have to be fearful. That's right. You know, we overcome the spirit of fear and we walk in full victory that we have power to overcome mm. the devil and anything he will throw at us. Wow. You know, you said it is a lot. It's tempting to just want to keep them safe. Yeah. And going back to you talked about Ephesians, how God says to put on the full armor of God. He wouldn't have provided us the spiritual armor and instructed us to put it on if we didn't need it. If it was just going to weigh us down in this journey called life, if it wasn't a necessary part of our Christian walk, he would not have given it to us. Right. And you don't need armor if there's not a battle. Right. So I I am really sad that Joel's had to go through that. Yeah. Um, I find it interesting, though, Heather, how God is so strategic to to rally people when something, when someone's in need, because we obviously didn't know that that was happening, but we here at my house, I was getting lunch ready for my kids. And my son Wilder said, mom, 
can we watch Life by Jules on the big screen? So Life by Jules is your daughter's YouTube channel. Yeah. And um, they watch it sometimes on like the devices, but we've never watched it on the big screen. Yeah. And I said, oh, that's a really fun idea because I've never really seen, I've seen clip it here and yeah. there, but I'm like, that's a, such a fun idea. While I make lunch, yeah, we'll do that. So we put Life by Jules up on the big screen. And it, this was probably 1245 or maybe one o'clock. We were running late that day. And so we're watching Life by Jules. Like episodes are scrolling through and we're cracking up at her. Her little friend Joel was on there with her too. And he was being hysterical. And so we're all like doubled over laughing at her. And I'm just, I was thinking, she's such a beautiful little girl. Mm -hmm. And I was in my spirit praising Jesus for who she is in our family mm -hmm. and for her life. And I, the, mm. the title even caught me. I'm like, I kept saying, Jesus, thank you for her life. Mm. Thank you for Julesy's life. You know, and Julesy is so special to my family because yeah. she's my son's very best friend. Yeah. And they've been best friends since the moment Kraz was born. Yep. And so, um, you know, we were all just enjoying watching her. And in that probably 15 minute period, I was just praying over Jules, mm. not knowing the battle she was in. Right. But I was praising God for her life. Yes. And the thing that made me think about you called me probably an hour later. Yeah. And your voice was still shaking. And you told me about it. And I was so taken back at the thought that God had prompted me to praise and to pray in the middle of that horrible battle that I didn't even know was going on. Yeah. So I was praising and, and praying for Jules and thanking him for her life when the enemy was trying desperately to literally choke her yes. to death. Yes. So I think just to know that though the enemy is trying so hard to attack us and he does attack us, God is so faithful yes. to prepare other Christ followers, other warriors to be battling with and for you. Yes. Even when they don't know that that's what they're doing. That's right. That's so good. That's so good. And I think that one of the things that I've been actually saying to a lot of people around me who are going through very difficult situations is learn to embrace the pain. Mm -hmm. Learn to embrace the struggle. Learn to embrace and thank God for the battle. Mm -hmm. Not to give the devil or the pain or the struggle any glory. Not to highlight it or say that it has any merit, but to say, God, no matter what has come against me, I will praise you. Yeah. No matter what. In the struggle, I will praise you. Yeah. In the attack, I will praise you. And last night, as Jules laid with me and we were once again having conversation and doing some spiritual warfare yeah. over her little mind, I was praising God that Jules has a mom and a dad who are willing to fight along this beside her yeah. and not just send her to a child psychiatrist. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that or not just medicator, but actually walk through the battle with her yeah. and teach her and train her and help shape her heart and her mind yeah. and her spirit yeah. as she learns as a nine-year-old to overcome the spirit of fear yeah. and defeat it. Yeah. And she will defeat it. Sure. And I have no doubt. And she's not going to be 30 years old and looking back and having to relive a traumatic event that for 20 years gripped her life. She's yeah. going to defeat it as a nine-year-old girl. That's right. She's going to walk in victory. Yeah. 
I had the opportunity to sit with her for a few minutes last night and talk with her. And I told her, I said, Jules, I know you walked through something really scary. And I said, a lot of times, um, scary or traumatic experiences can cause us to feel a lot of fear, feel emotions that we didn't know we had within us or create those emotions. And I, I said, you know, I've had some scary things happen in my life too. And I said, I look back now that I'm a mom and an adult, I said, and I realize that those traumatic experiences, those scary times, those, those things of fear actually pulled me a lot closer to the heart of the father. Mm -hmm. They pulled me closer to Jesus because I had to trust in something Mm -hmm. that was sure. Mm -hmm. And for her, I use the example of our son Crosley almost dying when he was an infant and because she could so, you know, she, that was so personal to her. Right. And so um, I just said, I remember being so sure that God was going to give me the grace to walk through whatever I had to walk through, but it was still really scary. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay to be really afraid mm-hmm. and still full of faith. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, so. I I think for her, if at nine years old and anyone listening, whatever you're walking through, whatever the enemy is throwing at you, because he is throwing something at you. If you are a Christ follower, Mm -hmm. he hates you. Yes. You are his primary target. Yes. Because he already lost against Jesus. Yes. Jesus already conquered death over him. And so now he's moved on Mm -hmm. to the children of God. Right. To try and take us all out. Right. And, um children are not exempt. Right. You know, children don't have a junior Holy Spirit. Right. That's and right. so he is just as angry at Jules for mm-hmm. her love for Jesus as he is at you for your love for Jesus, That's even right. though you're 40. That's right. And so I just think for parents specifically listening, that importance of allowing our children to be involved in conversations they need to be involved in about the fact that we are at battle. Right. Like, don't shield them from it. Don't. I mean, yes, there are age appropriate things. Mm-hmm. Your four year old probably doesn't need to know about the demonic presence, you know. Right. But he does need to know about the power of Jesus and right. the angels right. that surround him. And then at an appropriate age, start talking about the other side of it. So I'm really proud of you guys for the way you handled it. I'm not surprised. You know, I know that the foundation you have um those are the actions that come out in stressful situations, mm-hmm. that foundation of faith. And so um, for that, I'm really proud of you. But I also know it's not easy. Yeah. Like traumatic experiences and stressful experiences, especially with your kids, mm-hmm. is some of the most very difficult things you ever walk through. Yeah. I'm so great. So grateful for God's graciousness to us to show us and to guide us. Like he, just like he prepared you know, that prayer that you were in the middle of when this was happening with Jules, like he gives us, the Holy Spirit gives us insight. Yeah. Um, last Sunday we were worshiping and we hadn't honestly really seen much breakthrough yet with Jules. It had been just a lot of struggle, mm. um, going to sleep at night and some other things. And I felt the Lord say, tell Jules her weapon is her melody. Mm, yeah. She loves to sing. She's yeah. constantly singing and dancing and twirling and, Mm -hmm. um, usually dance 
accompanies a melody or, yeah. or melody accompanies a dance. She loves to dance. And so I just told her, I said, Jules, your weapon is your melody, your song and your dance. Mm-hmm. And I said, so when you feel overwhelmed or you feel scared, like get up and dance, yeah. let's sing. And that night I said, pick a song and we're going to sing it before you go to sleep. And it was the first night back in her own bed after mm-hmm. since this had happened. And we sang this worship song to Jesus and she was asleep within 30 seconds wow. of that song ending. Yeah. And so just listening to the Holy Spirit, because he will give you insight. You've talked about this before with your son Wilder and the Holy Spirit showing you red food dye, you know, that he was allergic to that. And I think when you are in communion with the Lord, communion is intimate conversation, intimate fellowship. When you're in that with the Lord and then you come into a situation where you're not quite sure how to handle it or what to do, the whole it's so easy to hear the Holy Spirit's mm-hmm. voice. Yeah. If you've been away from the Lord and he is not a priority in your life and you never crack open his word and you, everything else comes before, you're going to have a hard time discerning yeah. what is the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's right. But I knew in that moment when she was choking and just immediately after, I heard so clearly have heard the voice of the Lord two or three times, Mm -hmm. very specific insight that the Holy Spirit has given me in regards to this. And so we say this all the time in here, but make it a priority. Get in God's word. It is the only thing that sustains you when the road of life gets a little bumpy. Absolutely. And it's no matter what you've walked through, no matter what traumatic experience or what sin you're walking out of mm-hmm. or what relationship is broken or what job you've lost or no matter what you're walking through God is so faithful and he wants to be there yes with you your your husband preached at church yesterday and it was such an outstanding message and at the very end he was talking about being interruptible like is your heart interruptible for God. Yeah. Like, is God able to look at you and go, that is someone that can be interrupted for my kingdom. Yeah. And I loved at the end, he used, um, we've talked about this at our last drop in was the the interrupt rule. Yeah. But he used that on stage and your son Bennett came up on stage and just put his hand, you know, on Chris's shoulder as Chris is preaching to show that interrupt rule. And Chris used a really cool spiritual analogy for it of that's like a picture of the Holy Spirit with his hand on your shoulder. He's not going to force you to acknowledge him. He's not going to force you, but he is going, hey, son or daughter, I really would like to give you some insight into this situation. I'm right here. And I'm going to stand here Mm -hmm. until you acknowledge me. I am not going to force myself in. And so I just think like to be able to picture like what a what an incredible picture, what a strong picture that is to picture the Holy Spirit literally right beside you with his hand on your shoulder going, hey, I, I have got you. Mm-hmm. I have got this. I have got insight and wisdom and discernment mm-hmm. for you in this. And I'm willing to share all of that with you. That's right. If you just let me interrupt you for a moment. That's right. So I just thought that was such a powerful mm-hmm. visual to take with us. Yeah. And what an honor as a mom. To be able to recognize that we get to fight yeah. for our kids yeah. and show them how to fight. Absolutely. Not people, right? but the devil That's right. and what he's throwing at us. So when I remember being a child and our parents taught us the yeah. power of the name of Jesus yes. 
that if anything is ever happening, you can call on the name of Jesus. And so I love that we learned that from them. Mm -hmm. And now we are getting to pass that Mm -hmm. down to our children and they know it. Yeah. The fact that that was my son's immediate response was, I mean, brought tears to both my husband and my eyes because to know that that was his response. It wasn't, I mean, he was freaking out, but he was calling upon the name of Jesus. That's right. Um, And that's, that's just such a beautiful thing that, um, man, you have that kind of faith in you as a kid, you know, that's going to sustain you. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be some follow-up to it as the, as time goes on, maybe not here on this platform, but um, yeah, I mean, just know that you know this, but we're linking arms with you in this, you know, you don't battle alone and you listeners, you don't battle alone. You might feel like you do. If you are not in a local church, find a church that mm-hmm. believes the Bible, that teaches Jesus, and go get involved. Yes. And don't hop around. Just find a church that is godly and get involved because they can be your community. They can be the people that link arms with you when life is hard and when life is joyful and when life is just really ordinary. Right. You know, because we have all of those seasons that come and go. And recognize that sometimes, I think more often than not, the things that we think are just problems are attacks of the devil. Yeah. And that we can start to overcome them by our warfare. That's right. By putting on our armor yeah. and using the tools that God has given us to to fight them, mm-hmm. to battle them, even with your kids, That's especially right. with your kids. Yeah. And you need to be prepared for those battles before they hit. Yeah. You've got, you know, a... Um, an Olympic athlete doesn't go out and run a race the day of race. You know, he trains and he right. is conditioned for what he's going to go into. And the right. same with a warrior. You don't send someone into battle without training. Yeah. So that's why you need to be in God's word. That's why we reiterate that all the time. Is not It's not just to sound spiritually um, smart. <laughs> no. It is to condition us so mm-hmm. that our response is correct when we do face those attacks and those battles. And if you have questions or you don't understand what this is that we're talking about, please reach out to us. We would be more than happy to give you some resources to share a little bit more of our experiences. This isn't a journey that anyone should walk alone in. Mm -hmm. Isolation is from the devil. Mm -hmm. And so if you feel very alone in this, reach out to us. And at the very least, we could help connect you with someone local in your area that might be able to help you or give you some books and some resources that will help give you more knowledge and understanding of this. That's good. That's so, good advice. That's it, Hyde. That's all we got for today. Mm, thanks for sharing. Yeah, you're welcome. We're glad that you tuned in today. I hope that something that was shared um, will stick with you and cause you to keep your eyes on Jesus or maybe put your eyes on Jesus. If you have never chosen a relationship with Jesus, we would love to invite you to do that. It's really simple. I actually, Heather, I didn't get to tell you this. My son, Wilder, gave his life and heart to Jesus this past weekend. I mean, that's the best news ever. The best news ever. <laughs> it was it was uh so precious, so special. So um and it was one day exactly 3 years before or later that my firstborn son gave his life to Jesus. So 
April is a good month for it's my a good kids month. choosing Jesus. Well, and I love you posted on your Instagram the next morning. It was Sunday morning yeah. and you were going to bring to celebrate, bring donuts to church. Yes. And so you posted the picture of him dancing through the store to get the donuts. Yeah. I mean, you could tell yes. that that kid had a spring in his step. Yes. Like he was like, I got the Holy Spirit. You it know? was so sweet. Oh, it was so cute. It was so sweet. And it was so cute because many we have we have been talking a lot about eternity and salvation and um we were talking about how old Crosley was when he did it and I said actually it was three years ago exactly so he was four and he goes wait a four-year-old can make that decision he goes I thought you had to be a dad oh my goodness (laughs) so it was just really sweet and precious and um but just to know, like, if you do not know Jesus and you're 40 or you're four, like, no matter where you're at mm-hmm. in your walk, you can mm-hmm. turn to Jesus. And it was the cutest thing he prayed. We prayed a very simple prayer, um, just telling Jesus, Jesus, we believe that you're the son of God. We believe that we've sinned and we fall short. We mm-hmm. want your forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And then I said, I, I said a line and I said, <laughs> thank you, Jesus, for the fruits of the spirit. And Wilder paused and he said, Thank you, Jesus, that you give us lots of food. (laughs) (laughs) Not knowing what the fruits of the spirit were. What the fruits of the spirit were. So great. But anyway, all that to say, that's just a cute story of a four year old asking Jesus into his life, but you can do that too. Yes. And it changes you. It does. It changes you forever. Yeah. Changes everything. It doesn't mean life is easier. No. But it means it's better. It does. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram at the H&H Hour, or you can email us at the H&H Hour at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. we love to pray for you. And we just pray that you have a fantastic rest of the week. See ya.